Hello and welcome to a new episode of Voice of Crypto and this is a podcast where we talk about web3 blockchain metaverse crypto everything about web3 and today i have a, a really very special guest who comes from the other side of the table uh, i have ashley shipman with me uh, ashley welcome to the podcast and thank you for your time a very thank you for having me on this uh, looking really forward to it and get right into the uh, looks and crannies and how i can help um, really support the mission that you're on and the voice of crypto great so guys those who are listening to this podcast or are watching this video i will not reveal what special powers ashley has uh, i will let him reveal ashley why don't you talk about what you do and your journey uh, till now and what all have you done today till date so i i i've i've, um, I've, I've been in a lot of industries i've done a lot of things right i've done a lot of things wrong and it was only the fact that when it all went wrong was the biggest lessons for me in business and it's taken me to a place today um so i currently hold multiple roles within private equity funds venture capital funds uh on their boards non exec and personally i'm an investor myself into startups now at the start of lockdown we had a very uncertain world uncertain time and i think in this era um it was a first of many to see a full world lockdown and for me personally i've never seen something like it in which sent me down a route of building a place where entrepreneurs can go for safe actionable advice in their business because everyone got thrown left right and said oh, i was pivoting in business and there was a there was a new social audio app that came out and with my mission to serve business owners founders to make sure they didn't make the same mistakes as I did um and do you know what i don't claim to have all the answers but what i do is build a network that will find the answers for you so my journey venturing into this space was off the back of building a community and a community of entrepreneurs and i had to find a way to monetize the community to keep it going because it did require a lot of sweat equity a lot of time a lot of money a lot of resources uh, from me and my partners and this is what led us down the rabbit hole into web3 crypto um and we released a creator coin so that allowed all of the community to have an invested interest into the community because community as well as being the founder of the community it, it it wouldn't run just off of me the the power of the community power of the leaders in the community to make it work and it works so well um so that was my space into this world um but behind all of this is i come from a place of raising capital and helping business owners get ready to scale and raise money to scale and now with the lot of work i do with um, the winners club and supporting entrepreneurs on their journey how i make my living my career behind it is to make sure that investors have the right like business owners have the right path to go down with the financial support financial backing or experience backing to make sure that business owners get off and in the right direction because i come from raising money in traditional areas um startups and property and now 
looking into this space, I can see there's a lack of, I wouldn't say so much resources um, in the fact of there's a lot of experts in this game and field, but there's also a lot of charlatans, scammers, which I always say, like, but there's a lot of mixed reviews still in this space. And I think when there is something good, um, the scammers jump on the bandwagon. And like, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not blind to this. We see, we see the stuff that goes on and that's one of the biggest problems I'm facing, trying to convert these old traditional investors into this space. When I say old, I mean old school way of thinking because it's the way the world is going. And I'm now on a mission to bridge the gap um, of funding, financing, venture capital, private equity into the space of blockchain, web free. And yeah, it's, it's proven to be challenging, but we have funded deals as of yet. Uh, we have funded deals and we're trying to continue and I'm trying to really break down that floodgate so I can really bridge that gap for the people that are looking for funding in this space to investors that are looking to invest. And it's been challenging, so to speak, as at the moment, but I'm working on it um, because, yeah, it's, it's hard because with, with the news, the market, it's like... Something needs to give and something needs to help me and support when I approach these people for looking for funding. And we all can see the news and what's going on right now. So it makes it very challenging, but it, that, that isn't going to stop me. But I hope that gives you a bit of an understanding and more background. Yes, yes, Ashton. I think that's an amazing, I mean, you, you started with, uh, I mean, you spoke about your journey during the lockdown and how you started helping entrepreneurs. And I mean, I, I remember a line by Simon Sinek, which says that you always start with why and then you start thinking what and and then money fame everything is secondary if you have a bigger purpose everything will come in and you will keep on going so i mean really amazing uh, why for you ashley it really touched my heart it, it it goes back to so like i i i started my entrepreneurial journey um probably around 22 um coming back, coming from a very successful career in the city, in the markets, in private equity. Um, and I thought I was a business owner. I thought I was a businessman because I'd done very well for myself mm. and went into business, um, completely failed, lost all the money that I'd made and had to go back to zero mm. uh, and had to slowly rebuild myself. And on that journey, it was, I see the opportunity and, place there wasn't a place actually for entrepreneurs to go that was safe yeah. to get support without being sold something um yeah because everyone's everyone's got the answers but you have to pay and i thought like my mission and purpose is to make sure like founders business owners entrepreneurs don't end up in the place i was because it can be very 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 lonely in the business world and everyone's got a story um and i believe that people should start focusing on what impact they're creating today, not the impact they created five years ago, six years ago. Like, make sure that you're staying relevant in your purpose, in your mission, to really go out and support. Like, I, I've come up with hurdles every single day, but I believe that if you move with the right intentions, um, you can't fail. Um, I see a lot of people moving with the wrong intentions and wonder why the world's going wrong for them. And when you have a mission and purpose bigger than what you can achieve on your own, 
you will find the right people along the journey to support and back that. And it's there's one thing I do now, and it's a recent thing I've started to do that before I venture or look into any deal, I ask someone's values because I need to make sure that we are aligned before we start working together. Because sometimes things can get heated, things can get tricky. And I think that if you're all fighting for the same purpose, mission and have the same values, it's okay. But I've been in hot water where the, the values don't align. It just looks messy, red flags everywhere. But I'd, um, I'd always suggest that to everyone now. I always find out what people's values are before progressing in venturing into raising capital, into a business deal, into mentoring, into advisory work, because it can be the catalyst that really propels your success or propels you down a rabbit hole that you wish you never took. Right, right. So Ashley, you you spoke about that you come from a traditional fundraising background and now you are moving towards a, a Web3 background. So what are some of the challenges, one which you see between both these different worlds altogether uh, and how difficult or how easy is it to convince? Uh, I mean, because I mean, we, we raised funds last year and we said no to most of the traditional fund, uh, fundraisers, most of the VCs in, because the thinking which they have is completely different from Web3. So I wanted to understand from your point as well is that how does a VC thinks from a traditional environment and when he goes to a, a, a Web3 mode here? Okay, so what people need to understand is that the adaption, I think, to Web3 and blockchain at the moment is, these figures ain't right, it's just what I'm feeling, probably like 3 to 5% of the population has adapted. Mm -hmm. And when going for funding, there's a lot of people that are, it, it's, it's a startup world right now. It's a startup world right now. So there's, I always believe in businesses, travel the road less traveled or go the extra mile it's less crowded there yeah. so if if that tells me that there's 95 to 97 percent of traditional investors still not entered this space that means there is billions and if not trillions out there worth of funding that can be poured into this space and the way and the some of the feedback that I get, I'm smiling right now because it's like I mentioned the plague to some people. It's it's like I, I, I've tried to reword sentences. I've tried to find different angles. Um, but I have seen the conversion in some of some of the investors and private equity and venture capitalists I deal with, which gives me gives me hope, scope uh, to keep going and moving forward. And I've seen the adaption in this space of the movements it's making now, it's making headlines, it's, it, it, people are moving in this game. So the, the, this is what I would suggest to anyone out there looking, fun, looking for funding. People fall in love with their idea. Yeah. They fall in love with their idea. They, they go and do some comparables that I, I wouldn't under, undermine setting big goals, but understand the difference between goals and wishful thinking. Mm -hmm. um, and what I'd suggest is don't forget the principles of real world um, proven strategies to raise capital. Mm. And that could come down to the clarity that you're portraying, who you are, what's your, what's your cap table, what team have you got around you, what traction have you got? Because I go to, I, I go to a lot of events and go and speak because I like to educate myself. 
and everyone wants to scream down my face um, about a new project. Like, and what people need to understand is that if they actually understood who to target, when to target, and how to deliver a pitch and raise capital, they'd probably save their energy and just trying to just voice it left, right, and center. Because, like, I, we've been to the same events and everyone crowds me, like, just at me. And I'm like, that's not how real world raises. And this is the way, this is the way Ashley left the event early day before yesterday. I saw him leaving because he must be tired of people chasing him. <laughs> because it's, 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 that's not how real world yeah. investment happens. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's a whole new thing that's coming through, web free, don't forget the principles, the, what, like, and I, I and I, and what I what I've seen it's a very visionary um, entrepreneurial space. Yep, mm -hmm. um, and I believe that in any corporation, any business, anything like that, you need a visionary, a visionary, and you need an integrator. Yeah. So you need to make sure that you are aligned before, because what you could be doing is, and I really want to stress this, burning opportunities by not being prepared and also is it really money that you're looking for or is it support is it mentorship and is it advisory because some people think that money solves problems now i'm going to tell you one thing now money either accelerates what's working or accelerates the problems you're having absolutely um and I speak to people and they tell me, oh, yeah, it's not ready yet. I'm about to go to market. Now I'm looking for funding. And I think you're not telling me about, you're telling me about an idea, not progression. You're telling me about, you're not showing me no MVP, no market feedback. Like, like I, I, I lead with the right intentions and I lead with a big heart. But like, just because your mum, your dad, your friend tells you it's a good idea, like what I'd urge you to do is get them to invest if they really believe it is that much of a good idea. Um, because the thing is, it's like, I like to make sure that I can bridge the gap to investors because I understand that some old school guys and old school ladies, they, they can be really unapproachable and really un unresponsive to people pitching. And please understand, I, I, I sit at a table bringing projects and investments to the table, but I've got, the backbone and the experience to deal with these people because they're about to invest their whole hard earned money. And I think just stop forgetting the fundamentals when it goes to raising capital. Um, and yeah, be prepared. It's because you are going to get shot down. If you understand you're going to get constructive criticism. Yep. Take it on board bring it to your table, bring it to your team um, and take it on board. Like you can't beat market feedback. What I'm seeing a lot in this space at the moment is, oh, they just don't get it. Maybe you need to flip reverse and maybe you didn't explain it well enough. Um, and yeah, so that's the mission I'm on to open the floodgate to this space. Right. So uh, Ashley, you spoke about visionary and integrator, which is again, a very interesting concept from, from uh, there's a very famous book written called Traction. And, and you talk about this. So, I mean, uh, again, from, from a VC's perspective, do you think a single entrepreneur is successful or uh, there, 
it is always good to have multiple multiple founders in in a team uh, from your point of view that's it, that's such a good question and i'll always say is you can only go so far on your own and you can you would go even further as a team and there's there's a caveat to that um and i will say that so what i understand is some people understand the raising of capital pitching and building a cap table building a team but what people don't understand is that sometimes people just put faces onto their pitch decks and things like that to, um, to give them it's a little a very bit of common thing in Web3. Yeah, it's a very, very common thing. But from an investor's mindset myself and experience dealing with other people's capital is that how much time are they going to contribute? And does it look like there's too many chefs? So you're going to have multiple entrepreneurs, visionaries running around in circles and nothing's going to work. So and if you are that way inclined, and I, I fully understand adding people to the company, I would suggest it because some people have good experience and good tweaks and mentorship to advise. Make sure the company's structured. Mm. So only that I've seen pitch decks where they just show me the team and I think, now who's in charge? Now who's in charge? And to me, it's like the instant red flag. There's there's two things that people need to worry about when that happens, like, and investors worry about it. Are you BSing your way through? Are you are you BSing your way through? And if you can't show leadership or control or structure that what needs to happen, you're just going to turn these investors off. And I I am a big advocate to make sure that people get off the ground, raise the money, or just get support. And I think one thing people need to think about is, do they need money or do they need support? Because what actually happens is you could actually build, you could actually get an investor that will give you sweat equity. And trust me, if it's a serious person, it's normally worth more than any money they can give you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, just like the, the clarity you need to have when moving on it. and the, the, Going back to your question with the integrator, you need to make sure, I always got taught something, and I, I, if I had a drawing, I would explain it to you. So imagine there was a drawing, there was a triangle at the top, a square, and the squiggly lines. You need one triangle, that's the driver. You need one square, it's the integrator. Mm. And you need squiggly lines to make sure that all your systems, procedures are put in place. Because if you had that square with three different triangles on it, you will be going left, right, and center and achieve nothing. And um, I see it in traditional investments, see it in this, and, and I think, like, please, like, take yourself a bit more serious, have a bit more self-respect, and I don't mean that in any, like, negative way, that, like, people just going out there hitting and hoping. If they reined in, got the right advice of where to go to, and they approached three or four people that had a lot more love, a lot more time, a lot more feedback given to them because they're taken more seriously. Yeah, rather than just doing tick marks and meeting people, going to events, meeting 100 people, it is always better that you create deep relationship with three or four people who actually can help you. In, in, in your, I completely agree with, with you, Ashley. So you also spoke about, and I really like this uh, 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 quote which you said that money will also bring a lot of problems and money is not always a solution. So from, from a VC point of view, 
do do VCs think in categories or they think in industries? Uh, not just in investing, but also helping because especially in an ecosystem like Web three or maybe even a startup culture, the 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 snowball effects work very well. So if you know a lot of people who are in your category, you can simply accelerate your growth. So how does a VC chooses to invest in a particular startup based on the category or the industry? How how does that work, here Actually, firstly, what you need to do is is understand and don't forget the this is where i go back to fundamentals because hmm. you can mention web3 like look at your journey like if you like i know it's it's slightly different but like equity like sure. so like but still people still write still to do i've seen a lot of web3 projects raise capital in the web2 way and in the traditional private equity route still hmm. for their web3 project hmm. And what you need to understand in, in this world is that debt is cheaper than equity. Okay. So what you need to actually find a way of is their way of borrowing. If you're that certain in what you're doing, mm. remember debt is cheaper than equity. Mm. So if, 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 you're, if you've got a visionary and you know where you want to go, but you need support, that's when I'll start looking for advisors and investors. Now, when approaching an investor, you want to make sure that they, they're your market fit. And I would love to say, so when it comes down to venture capital, a um, bit harder for them to um, tweak what their mandate is. Private equity, um, private equity, angel investors. Angel investors is, is probably the, is the sweet spot here. And I'm going to tell you why. Because nine times out of ten, it's their own capital. And off the back of that, they, they, they could be a multitude of reasons that people want to invest into somebody. Mm. They could, like you, they could see your business opportunity. They could, they could, agree with your values, see your work ethic and want to support you. But when you start going up the chain in higher brackets of capital, private equity, there is, I wouldn't say there's a lot, but there's some squeezes. Venture capital, they have a mandate they stick to and go and find it. So like another tip is if you're looking for capital in this space, if it's web free, I know there's a lot of loads of funds popping up over the Far East at the moment, go and ask for their mandate. Don't ask them for money, ask them for mandate. Put yourself in a position of power before going to slapdash and throw as many pitch decks at the wall and hopefully one sticks. Go take control, put yourself in a position of power, go and get educated on how to present to these guys mm. and, and ladies and um, go and ask for their mandates, go and ask for their criteria. Mm. Um, don't just go and ask for money. You, you save, save your energy for the right person. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I, I, I will... I talk to some people and due to due to a track record I have, people know that I've done it. But like, please listen to me. But when you when if you're at an event and I know a lot of these people go to events, have a purpose and have a mission when you're at an event. Yeah. Aim for one, two or three people to pick up. Please don't like find the right place and the right time. Do you know what? I've seen so many people like me personally. I I I you're not understanding this world. So it's like, please understand that you've got to be in the right time and the right place because you could have the right investor at the wrong time. 
And that doesn't mean the wrong time of year. I mean, you've let off some bullets, tried to pitch them in there, told them how wonderful and great your business is. Trust me, they've seen the peaks and troughs of life and they know business isn't the most prettiest thing in the world. I think, I think it's Elon Musk says that, what advice would you give an entrepreneur? And he says, don't be one. Um, we're delusionist, we're optimistic. And so like what I'm saying is take control of yourself, put yourself in a position of power. If you're going up to investors, um, unless they ask, firstly, ask what their criteria is. You'll save yourself a lot of energy and you'll save yourself wasting your breath and looking unprepared. So that's my advice there. Right, right. Interesting conversations happening with Ashley, guys, those who are listening to this podcast or are watching this YouTube. Today, I'm trying to get into head of a VC, how they think so that all of you who are looking to raise funds can prepare for it. And, and Ashley rightly said, you, you cannot, the moment you see a VC, you cannot just start, <laughs> you know, circling him, asking because this guy is not carrying checks with him. So you, you have to build that relation. You have to talk whether he's going to invest in this kind of projects or not and then start your pitch otherwise you, you are right people are just giving cards to everyone hoping that out of these hundred cards one will click in but this is not the way you you, you raise funds. I, I always say get more targeted i get people coming to show me their website I've not, they've not even said hello to me and telling me that they need this they need that and this if you know how to approach a venture capitalist private private equity investor an angel investor the best thing to do is Ask what their criteria is to see if you match it. If it's not the case, guess what? Angels have other angels around them. Private equity have private, uh, private equity around them. Venture capital have more venture capital around them. So what I'm saying is, if you put yourself in a position of power and control and take a targeted approach, you will see tenfold the results. You will get time from these guys and ladies and you will get feedback that's required um, and there's a big thing I'm seeing at the moment and in this space specifically only. Um, so this will talk to your audience. Uneducated investors in this space. Yep. Like are being undermined. Yeah. And misunderstand that some of these people have the power to inject a cash injection for you to go over there. So, I said it earlier on and I want to highlight it again. These investors don't understand if you're looking for capital, but then flip that mindset. Did you explain it well enough? Because nine times out of 10, it's number two. You did not explain it well enough. And you're using all the lingo because there's so much lingo in this space. And if you can portray your message as clear and as concise as possible, guess what? You have had so much better life and opportunity. They say, they say, what do they say? One in 99%, one in 99 get funded, 200 in one get funded. I know that stat's true, but out of, let's just say for argument's sake, they say every one in a hundred gets invested. I would say 70 of, 70 of them wasn't prepared to even pitch an investor. And if they was, that number would increase. But people get so gun happy and trigger happy and want to run out there and get their confidence knocked. And it just goes with any, it just goes with um, any business. I don't, uh, what's that analogy? They say, uh, ready, aim, fire. Yeah. They, they go, 
ready, fire, aim. So like what you need to do is make sure that you get ready, you aim, then you fire. Not ready, fire, then try and aim. Yeah, if you get the, if you, if you, if you follow some fundamentals, some simple principles, I promise you now, anyone who's listening to the voice of crypto and struggling to raise capital, then if you get, go back to basics, basics is always good. You should live in the basic world of raising money, black and white, capital returns, what your mission is, what your value is, what your team is, what traction you got. There's multiple ways to do it and um, stop overcomplicating it. Thank you for this for this interesting advice and, and all those people who are listening. I think this is, if I mean, if you could take anything out of this whole podcast till now, this is something which you should definitely try to do. Prepare, I mean, probably 80% of time should be should be spent in preparing rather than just talking to everybody because obviously once once you are in the market, VCs start connecting to other VCs. They will connect if they see your pitch is good. Although they might not be able to invest on, they are, might not be investing in that category, but they will start introducing you to other people because this is how the collaboration in the VC game works. I mean, everybody's collaborating. They are seeing certain categories. And so spend 80% of time preparing the deck, preparing yourself and then go and pitch rather than the other way around. Yes, you see, then 100%. Look at it like this. It's there's always sometimes there's financial interest for recommendations. So if you go with the intention to be educated, if they ain't the right investor, and with the intention to be asked for a referral as well, um, you'd be surprised. Like I like so someone goes to me, oh, I'm looking to um get loads and loads and loads of investors around me. Like if you know how to target. You'll only need one proper investor. Whether they invest or not, they have the referral, they have the funding around them. Um, and remember, was it? Yes, remember debt is cheaper than equity as well. If you're 100% solid behind the team that you've got and the movements you're making, then remember debt is cheaper than equity. But also be real with yourself. This is where I people, and I think it's an entrepreneur trait. We love to we love to be the solution. Mm. Answer every question. Understand your lane, stay in your lane, and support your lane with everything you need around you to make you a success. Like so, um, be the triangle in the business. Be, be or be the square. Be the be the square. And it's and also sometimes a negative caveat. People think investors are the answer. Mm. And it could sometimes be the worst thing you've ever done for your business. Yeah. Because you'll go from your business to sometimes working for an investor, depending on how they operate. Mm. And when it's their money, sometimes they can be very, very on top of you. And sometimes you'll have to know how to play the role of number two. And Ego-driven people in the wrong ego could it could be really really have a detrimental effect on you. As long as you're happy that this could come up, know how to play number two. Everyone wants to everyone like everyone wants to be the the, the leader, the sergeant, or whatever they call it. But when they're not even a good soldier, so have a review on yourself. Remember that this is still business. Like it's it is business, and the cleaner you get everything lined up, all your ducks in a row the more chance you'll have at raising capital. 
too much of serious talks ashley now i want to ask you a fun question so don't take the name of the brand or or pitch which is the funniest pitch or product which you have seen in your in your career which you remember till now it's oh. an impromptu question wow um do you know what do you know what and I, i've seen it now early early on years ago someone told come to me um and i've seen it multiple times now and it was this toothpaste it is totally irrelevant to this world yeah it was a toothpaste thing to get the last bit of toothpaste out yeah and i and i, I couldn't see a fit for it i couldn't see i was like toothpaste is one pound sterling probably two dollars or two euro or whatever you i couldn't see why someone would buy something to get the most out of something that was pennies and i used to think no but then do you know what i've seen it on dragons den in the uk i've seen it i've seen them on my targeted ads for some reason because i talk about it so probably going to get targeted again but i was just like no that would like it's not worth the thing and it, have you seen them have you seen what i'm talking about to get the last bit like and i was just like no way um another thing was these are like a lot of like not web free and it was um it was oh, i don't know i remember looking at the prototype and it was um putting air in the bottom of a bin because no one it's hard to get a black bag out and i thought okay but i just i just i just was like no and do you know what i've had things come to me and i've gone no and they have been the next million dollar idea as well and that's i think that's the approach you have to take you're not always right but experience will tell and sometimes you might have had the wrong investor around you at the right time so the only way to do that is to build your network build people around you that can really guide you but yeah i'm just trying to think of and there's been some ad adult businesses adult service businesses put in front of me there's been yeah it's there's, there's there's been a been a array of things and i i can uh, understand you have a list of lot of lot of things which which you which make you chuckle yeah yeah 100% great great Jay. so actually as as we move towards the end of of our podcast uh, uh i will have two questions which are both from a vc's point of view and from an invest from from somebody who's raising the fund so what are the top 3 things which which a vc looks in a project uh and which which you know uh, yep. they invest in perfect traction hmm. traction traction doesn't always be mean sales or money generated it could be sales money generated nvp working hmm. traction yep team who is the team and who is the structure and actually part of it and not put their face to it traction team and the last one is data market research so if you've got your traction and you've got a solid team and you understand your market i would say you're in for a good conversation but i would say traction is other than the foundations and fundamentals of a business traction is key Yes. everyone's got brilliant ideas everyone's got brilliant ideas and i had brilliant ideas and tested them brought them to market and they did not work yeah traction and that could be revenue sales revenue 
or raised money, people back in your journey. So I'd say number one is traction, then team, and then market research. Wow, amazing. So that guys, those who are listening to it, please make sure you make, because these are golden nuggets, which, which I don't think when it will be remitted. I have been chasing Ashley from last three weeks to get his time. We got it done twice, but it got canceled. So, so it's, it's really uh, uh, important that you understand what he's trying to say. And you built your pitch deck, you built your business on this. If you're actually looking to raise money, and, and in fact, as Ashley said, it's not always important to raise money. If you are self-sustainable, if you think the investor is not a right fit, it's okay not to raise money, wait for some time and then scale up, or you can scale up on your own as well. So I can, I can, I can give one caveat, and it, it always trips people up. I'm not looking for investment. I hear this, yeah? I don't need to write a pitch deck. I don't need to write the plan. Mm. And I'm going to be like, okay, um, who's going to be working in this business? Oh, it'd be me full time. It'd be me doing every hour under the sun. You've just told me is that you personally are investing into this business. Please make sure you understand where you're going, what you're doing, what team you've got, whether you're looking for outside funding, you are personally investing time, equity into this. So whether you are looking to raise money, I would highly suggest that you go and look at what traction you've got before you start your MVPs, your teams, your market research, regardless, because you are about to invest more time into this business than you do with your family life, with your friends. And please don't invest and start barking up the wrong tree. Go back, do, do your homework. And as I said, I always get confused when I go to say it, but it is ready, aim, fire. Yeah, don't ready fire. Aim. That's what I see all the time. Please understand that. But yeah, I hope I hope uh, the audience uh, understand this. I think we should name this this podcast as 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 these three. <laughs> Everybody should remember because it's very important aspect which which you're talking about actually. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's good. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for having me on. Today. Thank you very much for for this, Ashley. And I think uh, uh, it was really interesting talking to you. And uh, the golden question, which a lot of people might ask, are you investing? Should people get in touch with you? How can they get in touch with you? How can they send their pitch decks if they have any? Okay, perfect. So, um, yeah, it's it hit me up on LinkedIn, uh, Ashley Shipman. Um, I'll be more than open, but hopefully you listen to this and come to me a bit more prepared. Um, I receive hundreds of messages for funding. Like, please understand it's... I, I received people that are not even ready, didn't even know they wanted it. Please come at me that you are fully in a position to go and look for funding. And if you're not, that's also okay. Tell me you're not. Yep. And I can get support and help to make sure you're ready to get in front of the right people. So guys, as Ashley said, ready, aim and fire. So ready is, is, is what you have to do. Your aim is here. So when you're ready and aim is ready, then you start firing and then you start talking to Ashley. Otherwise, we do not flood his, flood his LinkedIn messages. Yeah, no, it's, it's like I'm happy to support, but people need the emotional intelligence and the EQ to understand personally, stop, stop believing your own hype and get more prepared. And I'm saying that to anyone listening from my own experience. I've done it. Yeah, take shortcuts, you get cut short. So... Um, but that's, uh, yeah, thank you very much.
thank you ashley for coming on this podcast and really love this and in the end i ask all my uh, guests to say a single sentence which is uh, so so the objective of this whole podcast is everybody has a voice everybody's voice of crypto it's not about me it's not about you so i would like you to say i am ashley and i am voice of crypto at the end of this i am ashley and i am voice of crypto thank you very much ashley for coming on this podcast and i'll see you soon